it crippled me for a long time. You know, I wasn't willing to put anything out there because there's really no world that that exists where every single thing you do is going to be accepted by every single person. You just have to know who your people are and who you're here to serve. And that's all that matters. I'm Doug Bobst, personal trainer, best-selling author, and entrepreneur. And I'm on a mission to help others become the best version of themselves. So I'd like to welcome you to the Adversity Advantage podcast, where we will help you use obstacles, failures, and setbacks to give you that edge needed for success. I'll be interviewing people from all walks of life on how they overcame trials and turned them into triumphs. So please sit back, relax, and get ready to be absolutely blown away by some of the wisdom and stories you're about to hear. Welcome back to another episode of the Adversity Advantage. I'm your host, Doug Bopes, and today on the show, uh, we have my friend Lindsay Schwartz, who is the founder of Powerhouse Women, a podcast host, best-selling author, and entrepreneur. And she travels around the world inspiring women to get out of their own way and into action around their big ideas and helping them create the careers they've always dreamed of. After seeing numerous women in her life stop short of pursuing their own entrepreneurial dreams because of fear and self-doubt, she saw the need for more honest conversations about the ups and downs of entrepreneurship in order to show women that they don't have to have it all together to get started. From there, the Powerhouse Women Community annual event and podcast were born with the motto that we're not meant to do business or life alone. So without further ado, I bring you Lindsay Schwartz. Lindsay, thanks so much for coming on. Oh, I'm so glad to be here and excited to chat. Yeah, and you know, I'm really fascinated about your story, everything you've created you know, with, with Powerhouse Women and obviously your book, Powerhouse Woman. But what really fascinates me is your lover of dad jokes, which I am too. So I got to ask, like, if you were to name like one or two of your favorite dad jokes, Tell me and I'll go back. I'll go back and name a few of mine. Well, I feel like the classic, I don't know why this is always like the joke that comes to mind when I think of a dad joke is, what do you call cheese that is not yours? Nacho cheese. Nacho cheese. I mean, it's a classic. I don't think many people are surprised by that punchline anymore. And I, I wish I could remember some, but I, I literally order food from my meal prep company half because they send text reminders to place your order. That includes a, basically a dad joke that's about food. So every single week I'm getting new material. I could like go on the road with it. That's funny. I mean, I, um, for me, I trained, um, you know, my personal training clients. I had a, trained a, a, a lady who would bring me in these popsicle sticks and they would have these jokes on them. So like yes. one, of my, one of my favorites was, you know, how do you make a tissue dance? Like, Put a little boogie in it like that <laughs> and then the other one was like what does a mother buffalo tell her kid before he goes off to college bye, bye. son yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's funny it's funny because i just got like in i was just growing up actually some some vice in the other night and i was like telling that joke in my instagram stories because like <laughs> people know me like, just know i'm a freaking goofball and like i laugh at my own joke. nobody else will like laugh but i'm like the only one who has like this clumsy laugh so I appreciate it when a fellow dad joke lover and I get connected. (laughs) I'm like always amusing myself. I, my husband half the time will just look at me and go, you're real proud of yourself right now, aren't you? I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, you, you know, that was funny and you're just holding it in. (laughs) Yeah. So, all right. So in all seriousness, like today, I know your podcast host, you've created this amazing community of powerhouse women. You host live events, you're partnered with Lori Harder and event love, like, you got all these amazing things going on. You're, you're a best-selling author. But take us back. Like, I know that your journey wasn't always as an entrepreneur. I know it kind of started 
the fitness industry, right? As a lot of us do, like I think fitness gives us that confidence. It gives us the ability to not only change other people's lives, but we're then inspired to change our own and, and take some more chances. So walk me through, I knew you grew up in the Midwest, you're a Wisconsin girl. You left, you know, the Midwest to go out West. I think to get into a corporate job and then you got involved with isogenics. Talk a bit about like your journey through all that and how you kind of came to who you are today. Yeah. You know, it, it's so cool to look back and connect the dots. And I am a big believer that, you know, it's, it's not by accident and obviously it's taken a lot of hard work, but every time that I thought I was at a stopping point or something that I wanted to happen an expectation that I had wasn't turning out the way I wanted every single time that I've just surrendered and trusted that maybe there was a different plan that I couldn't see. It led me to what I'm doing now, which I absolutely love. And to go even further back than my pretty brief stint in health and wellness is I, I did. I, I grew up in the Midwest. I took a job. I was recruited by a few companies and ended up choosing a job that I'm sure most little girls dream of doing when they grow up. I sold carpet. I literally sold commercial flooring. That's why I moved out to Arizona. And I really took it because it... You could have sold like recliners. Come on. It could have done. It been so, so many other things. But, you know, I just remember literally being, what, 23, 24 when I was finished with school. And all that I heard from this company was, we will move you somewhere it doesn't snow and we'll give you a car and a cell phone. And when you're that age and you grew up in the Midwest with the idea of, you know, job security, you, you get a good job, you work hard, and then you retire. That's the dream life. I was like, oh, don't worry about me, mom. I have made it. Like, here, here I go. I'm going to start my life in Arizona. And it just so happened that by the time I got trained and fully into my position, I was in commercial construction. And by the time I finished my training, all of a sudden the recession was upon us. So here I was in an industry that was extremely hard hit and the slowest to recover. And it was the first time in my life where I considered maybe this idea that was true for my parents' generation or my grandparents' generation wasn't really true for me, that I didn't feel a whole lot of job security. Every single day I watched people my age get laid off. And it was the first time I ever considered maybe I need a plan B just in case. And so that was what ultimately brought me to network marketing and you know, found that I loved um, helping people be healthy more than I loved selling commercial flooring to a hospital. <laughs> and I will, I will never forget the day that someone like called and cussed me out over their flooring order. And then I was like in tears because, you know, wasn't my fault. It was this whole ordeal. And then in my inbox was a, an email from the woman who had been our wedding photographer pouring out her gratitude that I had changed her life by, you know, helping her get her nutrition under control. And I just remember being like, wow, no one has ever said you changed my life selling me that flooring. And it was at that moment that I knew, okay, I was out. And so I worked my butt off, you know, eventually went full-time into entrepreneurship. But what happened while I was working in this network marketing career was really what set up what ultimately became Powerhouse Women. And I think so often, you know, we're introduced, we're kind of led down one path just so that it can actually reveal what we are uniquely qualified and gifted to do. And so I would have these conversations with people about their well-being and really ultimately like their dreams in life. And so many, especially women, would say, you know, it's really cool. I'm so inspired by you starting your own business. 
you having all this freedom, you know, obviously people just saw the Instagram version. They don't see like the hard work that goes in behind the scenes, but they would end up sharing, you know, I have always thought of starting my own business or maybe even a specific idea that they were really felt really strongly about. And every time I would hear it, I would think, well, yeah, that needs to exist. This thing you're talking about. But in the very next breath, without any like pause in between, they would share why they weren't ready or they didn't know enough or they didn't feel like they were good enough. They were afraid. And it made me sit back every time and go, dang, don't, don't people realize that you're describing exactly what entrepreneurship feels like? So this thing you're saying you feel called to do and these feelings that you're using to prove to yourself why you shouldn't go after that are actually the reasons why you should. It's, it's pointing you in the right direction because we all feel it. We all feel scared. We, I don't know exactly how to, to reach the goals that I'm working toward right now, but now I've learned that I just need to see the next step. And I'm probably going to feel out of my league if I'm working toward a goal that is worthy of my life. So I realized that we needed more of these honest conversations about what the journey of not even just entrepreneurship, we talk about in, within Powerhouse Women, just pursuing a big idea, whether you, have, you ever plan to turn that into a business or not, but to share the real side of the other side of the story, to give women permission to get out of their own way and into action around their big ideas. Yeah. And there's, there's so much to, to really pull back, you know, and talk about with that. And I think the one thing that really comes to mind is you know, a lot of times when we go through adversity, so many people think, oh, this is the end. This is not good. Woe is me. Really, some of the most profound businesses, some of the most profound ideas, some of the most profound, you know, movements come out of adversity, right? Yeah. I look back at me and being incarcerated on felony drug charges, and then that stemmed inspiration within me to become a trainer, right? Yeah. And I know for you, it seems with powerhouse women, like you have these big ideas, you have these big dreams. And it inspired you to not only do that for yourself, but then create a community for other women to come in and feel empowered in the same way. So why do you believe that? I mean, because here's the thing. Here's what I've, I've, I've seen. There's a lot of things that go into this. I've also seen people that are afraid to jump into a community like powerhouse women because they're scared that they're going to feel less than. They're scared they're going to be, quote unquote, not the smartest person in the room. And then it comes back into insecurity for them. What would you kind of tell somebody who is feeling that? Because I'm sure that's very common, right? Oh yeah. And I feel it too. So <laughs> the first thing I would say is, I mean, that that's my biggest commitment is to create a space that's truly authentic and vulnerable. And, and I can be equal parts really powerful and operate in my zone of genius and still admit like I get intimidated walking into a room of beautiful women. I get intimidated while walking into a mastermind where everyone's business is twice, you know, doing twice the revenue of mine. But that's also where I grow. Mm. And it, you know, it's taken years of personal development to really develop tools in order to support me to, to be okay being uncomfortable and also set boundaries. Because sometimes, you know, I've also been in communities where it maybe isn't a safe space. Maybe it, it the the messaging is very we're all inclusive you know you can sit with us no mean girls allowed 
but the spirit feels different than that. And so it's also okay to, to know that not every space is meant to be for you or, or should feel like it aligns with you. But I think also on the flip side, and I, I talk with our community about this all the time, that if, especially if you are going after a big idea, you're building a business, you're pursuing a passion project, and you don't feel right now like you have that support, it's up to you to go find it. You know, the women that you're looking to connect with don't know that you're looking for like-minded friends. They're not going to come and knock on your door and say, I heard you were looking to connect with, you know, some like-minded women who are also entrepreneurs. And the way you find them is by walking into rooms where you feel totally out of your league and a little intimidated until you find the room that, yeah, it might feel still a little bit scary, but you're like, wow, I, I think I, I think I could fit in here. And there's so many options now, both virtually and in person events and networking groups that I love to see that there's, there's more than enough to go around for everyone to find a place where they really fit in. Yeah. And I think you're right. You have to have the audacity and courage to step out of your comfort zone and do that. You know, I got introduced to Chris and Lori, um, I was reaching out to people that were successful and I just could, you could tell like when people were involved in communities or masterminds, you see the same group of people and they're all doing great things and they're all like pushing each other. And I love that. I'm all about that because I believe that you are the summary of who you surround yourself with. Like if you're surrounding yourself Mm -hmm. with like people who are doing great things and have goals and are dreaming, then chances are they're going to elevate you just their energy alone when you're not feeling like, you know, on your game. And the, and the other part can be true too. If you're hanging around a people, a bunch of people that are pessimistic, Debbie Downers complaining all the time, they're lazy, they're procrastinating, you become that person, yeah. right? So it's so important to make wise decisions. And the reason I share this is because I then, you know, sought out, you know, Chris and Lori got information on their mastermind, decided I wanted to join them. And I was scared. I was like, wow, this is a, a big financial commitment. B, I'm like reading what people are doing and I'm like, geez, they're making like some really good money. They've, they've already got their movement. They've already got their brand. And here I am just kind of trying to pivot my way out of the fitness business. So I totally get what you're saying. And I think it comes back though to us as people writing out what we want in life, what our goals are, what our vision is, what our values are, and then finding where we can find those people because they're not just going to come find you. And one of the things I always challenge people that I coach who are looking to make massive transformation is to put yourself in a different people to find the like-minded interest. So if you're interested more in hanging out with more healthy people, that's why it's important to join a gym or to go to these seminars or whatever. So what advice do you have for somebody who is looking to take the, the first, the next step or two into the changing their surroundings, changing the people that they come in contact with so they can start to like nudge their way into you know, hanging out with people who are doing some big things? Yeah, that's such a great question. And I'll guess I'll just answer it by what it looked like for me, where my first couple of investments, either in time or money, and it was kind of both, mm. were to seek out what, what groups were available in my area. So part of it is that piece about just being willing to walk into a room and be unattached to whether or not that's, going to be the best use of your time. I've gone to a lot of events where I'm like, well, that was like (laughs) not quite what I maybe wanted to get out of it, but I'm so proud of myself for going. And then also just think through where do people who are up to big things tend to hang out? You know, they, they're the weird, 
They're the weirdos who go to like personal development events on the weekend and are growing themselves. So whether that's in online communities or in-person events or workshops, just, you know, and if you don't know, look at some people who you really admire. Maybe you resonate with them and you don't even really know why. Uh, Lori was definitely one of those people for me. I'm like, I just like her. Even before we were actual real life friends, I just really liked what she was about. So if I heard her mentioning events that she went to, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll check that out. If it resonated with her, maybe I, it would resonate with me too. So those are probably the best place to start, but just start somewhere. And it is, it's going to feel uncomfortable. Just expect that and know that that feeling means that you're growing. And do you believe that because of your community of people you surrounded yourself with and elevated you has been the reason that you've been so successful in continuing to create like community, the creating the podcast, writing your book. I mean, I know you, I've heard you talk about that. It was like a mentor of yours that pushed you to write your book or, you know, they were like, Hey, you can do this. And you really took that and ran with it. I mean, do you really believe it, it's a result of you know the people you're around? Oh, 100%. And I'll add this piece on top of it depending on, and you have to know yourself. So self-awareness is key. I know that I am not that motivated to get uncomfortable unless I have massive accountability on the line. So when I really wanted to get out of my own way, the first example being writing my book when um, I, I had had a health and fitness blog for three years and I published one article per year. I had exactly three articles on this blog because I was so petrified of putting myself out there and and being judged. Mm. So I knew that I wasn't, I couldn't count on myself to commit to writing a book and just do it. So I paid to be a part of a program. I put myself in in a place of accountability and you better believe I wanted to quit. There were several times throughout a year of writing that I wanted to quit. And actually, my brain would logically come up with reasons that, see, that I bought into for why I probably should just put this on the back burner. I never said quit, but my mind would say, you know, you've got a lot going on right now. Or are you neglecting your business? You should probably not spend this much time writing a book. Every time I would like get close to having a breakthrough, my mind would kick and scream to keep me safe and keep me the same. Even in those moments that I wanted to quit, I wasn't about to go to my husband and say, you know, this program that I invested in that we talked about, yeah, I'm just not going to do that anymore. And so I knew that if I didn't have something on the line, when it got really, really hard and really uncomfortable, I would quit. Mm. And so I've just remembered that because honestly, my book would not exist today if I hadn't put that system of accountability in place. And had the book never happened, neither would have everything that people see now that is powerhouse women, the events, the podcast, you know, we've, we've done so much, but it really all started with that first uncomfortable step. And if I didn't have the accountability, that step never would have happened. Yeah. Accountability is everything. And I think personal accountability, group accountability, and I think so many people are afraid of being told that they're wrong or they're afraid of being like you could do something better they're afraid of being like hey why didn't you do that like you said you would do that you need to do it because it what's it do if you're not secure and confident with yourself your ego is very fragile and here's the thing i want to i want to get put something out there the whole notion that people say well if you're joining a mastermind you're just paying for friends what happens when you pay when you go to college aren't you paying for friends then right and some of the most some of the best people you meet 
a lot of times come from when you're in college. Some of my cl- the closest people in my life right now are from masterminds. And so the whole, the whole thing of, well, you're just paying for friends. Like, no, you're not. You're paying to be part of a community of like-minded people that are going to push you to do some amazing things, right? And one of the things I know I was actually, I've heard you talk about, I was actually listening to you talk to Lori Harder, was how you had to like drop the notion of proving everybody else that, uh, that you were right. And proving that you like had to like convince them of your opinion when really like the biggest thing that you found yourself being able to do was you don't have to convince them of your opinion. You just know your truth and know that you were right and that they can think whatever they want. And that's just kind of how you continue to establish connection. I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't you agree that's something that whether you're an entrepreneur or not, female, male, whatever it is, that it's extremely important to kind of let go of like having to be right all the time to everybody? I mean, for sure. I think the place that I especially see that, that I'm giggling about is like in, in my marriage, right? And the truth is every single one of us as humans are looking through the lens of our perspective and we are right mm. in our perspective based on the experiences I've had, the lens I'm looking through, some of the blind spots I have, I probably am right. And where, where that really showed up for me, and I think the podcast episode you were probably listening to had more to do with being willing to let go of other people's opinions of me and not being so controlled by whether I would disappoint someone or whether someone might not like or agree with what I was doing. And it crippled me for a long time. You know, I wasn't willing to put anything out there because there's really no world that, that exists where every single thing you do is going to be accepted by every single person. You just have to know who your people are and who you're here to serve. And that's all that matters. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest roadblocks I see even with people I coach, people I know of not putting themselves out there because they're afraid of what other people are going to think of them. Instead, they, and the perspective needs to shift that the people who are meant to be in your life that are meant to be part of your business that are meant to be part of your community will be, and you just have to trust that. Right. And just, because here's the thing, you have two choices. You can either put yourself out there in a way that's conducive to sharing your heart and soul in an authentic way, or you can just, you know, follow what everybody else is doing and not, and then have the shame of that years down the road that you look back, wow, I had a great message. I had a great idea. I had a great story. And I let the opinions of other people stop me for pursuing my dreams, you know, supporting my family, whatever the case may be. So what are some ways that you think, you know, I know your demographic, obviously, is female entrepreneurs. What are some ways that you coach the women you work with to kind of get past those limiting beliefs? Yeah. Well, and it's, it's the same thing that I use to coach myself, <laughs> I think, yeah. through some of them. And the first one in this, this was huge for me because my biggest like self-imposed limitation, it was that fear being so controlled by the opinions of other people. And I had to remember that the, you know, this nudge that I had to create first the book and then the community and the event and everything that came after it was actually not about me. You know, these big ideas that, that come to us that we have a choice to either take action on or not. You know, there's plenty of people with big ideas that never come to fruition, but 
is to realize, number one, that idea was given to you for a reason. So even if you think there's someone else out there doing it better than you could, why do you think you were gifted with certain interests, certain curiosities, certain talents? You know, if I look at like you and I, we're both passionate about different things and that's for a reason. Right. And that it's not about us. It's about the people who we are going to serve in the process. And even if you could just come back to that and remember that, okay, then if I'm afraid, well, what am I afraid of? Oh, I'm afraid that someone will criticize me and then I'll feel sad or I'll feel like an idiot. Well, hold on. That's, that's actually making it about me. And I just have to remember this. Oh, this isn't about me anyway. So any, anything that I'm going to feel or my ego is going to feel around what if X, Y, Z happens or what if I fail? What if, you know, all of the what ifs. We're, if you really look in those moments, we're making it about us when it's just not about us. And that, I can't even tell you how much freedom that has given me. Every single time I thought I was going to puke, well, like at the thought of putting this book, this work of my heart and soul out into the world and having someone judge it, I thought, yeah, but what if it helps one person? What if just one person can relate to this story and it helps them take the next step for themselves? And that was what kept me going was the thought that, well, I, I already know what this looks like to give in to the limiting beliefs and do nothing. I already have plenty of evidence where I've done that before. So just what if? What if I just take this next step and I keep moving forward and I give up that I have any control over how it's received? What could happen? Yeah, I mean, because here's the thing. like We have to know that the way somebody treats us or responds to us is a reflection of how they feel about themselves, not a reflection mm -hmm. of us, right? I, I use the so same true. thing. I've heard Joe Rogan say, whether people like him or, or not, he's like, you never see Michael Jordan leaving negative YouTube comments, right? You never see people that are super successful and that have a lot going on that are comfortable with themselves, like downing people, right? They may not agree with them, but they're not going to like, take it out on them in a negative way, right? It's just people who tend to be unhappy with themselves. And I would also add that you can become one of those people if you don't take the chance to really you know, put yourself out there and do the things you know you want to be doing because then you'll be starting to become unhappy with yourself because you didn't do those things. And you'll be that person who's you know, criticizing others for what they're doing, even though you're unhappy with yourself. So I heard you say that your Powerhouse Women event is more important to you than your birthday. Like why? <laughs> we will get you back to this episode of the Adversity Advantage in just one second. But first, wanted to give a quick shout out to Danette May and Earth Echo Foods. Danette was a past guest on the podcast and shared her incredible story and how it inspired her to create her products such as Cacao Bliss, which I take every day, either in my coffee or in a smoothie. It starts with 100% organic cacao beans that are naturally kissed by the sun, maintaining its miraculous health benefits. Then it's blended with turmeric, MCT oil, coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon, and black pepper for the perfect blend to make you feel the best you ever have. The result, fall in love with a truly decadent, healthy, guilt-free chocolate, removing your cravings, facilitating weight loss, boosting your energy, and reducing your inflammation with one simple drink. Not only that, it is friendly to keto, gluten-free, paleo, vegan, and vegetarian diets. So go to earthechofoods.com forward slash Doug Bobes. Again, EarthEchoFoods.com forward slash Doug Bopes. Check it out for yourself and learn more about the amazing benefits of Cacao Bliss. And when you enter in the promo code Doug at checkout, you'll get 15% off. Now back to the show. Well, it's just more fun than my birthday. Yeah. It's like my, it really is just my favorite day of the year. Is it the inspiration with other women? Is 
love to speak? Is it just that you yeah. feel like you created this thing and it all comes together and it's like this aha moment? Like, what is it? Yeah, it's it's honestly hard to put into words. It's just a feeling in that room. But it's also the culmination of knowing what it took for me to get out of the way so that this thing could happen. Right. And and then to see that it positively impacts other people, like what's better than that? There's no gift. There's no birthday gift that could be better than that. It It's just a day full of all of my favorite things. And it's also such a timestamp every single year to reflect back on my own growth. So in a weird way, it feels like my birthday. It's more of like an anniversary, I guess, for my company, but it really feels like this point in history where I get to look back and say, wow, look at what I overcame in this last year that now has allowed for this event to grow to this place. And so, yeah, I always say it's like my birthday and Christmas and New Year's wrapped together and dipped in glitter and served with a side of champagne. So it's pretty fun. I'm biased, but... And dad jokes. And dad jokes. Uh, yes, you will see me entertain myself to great lengths. And that's how I, I always joke that that's how I find my people. So the people in the audience who like really laugh at my corny jokes, I'm like, yeah. I see you. And the nerdy in me honors the nerdy in you. Yeah. And so like, would you agree? And I, I could just, I'm just speaking from personal experience that when you accomplish something, like whether it was a book or whether it was your podcast, it leads to other things. I, I believe the way I've, I've experienced a lot of success is the stepping stones in smaller achievements that have, you know, added up to a big one or look back. And, and I believe that comes from putting yourself out there and gaining confidence by like doing something you never thought you could. Maybe it was for you. I know for me too, I never thought I could write a book. I'm like, I barely graduated high school. How can I write a book? I know you felt the same way. Do you think like you writing that book was a, a huge stepping stone into everything else you've created with Powerhouse? Yes. And I love how you put that because here's what I really want people to know, that the, the journey to writing and publishing the book was the most intense thing I've ever done. I right. don't have any children, so I haven't birthed a child, but I birthed a, like something that felt like, you know, it was a full year of investing my time, getting really uncomfortable, being willing to be horrible. I was a horrible writer. It wasn't like I decided to write a book and I was like, wow, I'm just amazing. Like, this is so easy for me. No, I was terrible. The first couple of drafts, no good. No one should read them. But being willing to stick it out and, and fight through the discomfort, because then the next time I went to do something really uncomfortable, I had never planned an event before, but I knew that if I just kept moving forward, that if I acknowledged when I felt uncomfortable and yeah, I don't really like it, but I bet there's something really good on the other side of this, that great things would come of it. So every single time you build up that muscle of realizing that nothing great that you see anyone else achieve comes easily. We're, we're all fighting through discomfort and our own stuff in order to get out of the way. So while you don't get to see all of those parts of someone else's journey, don't ever for a moment think that someone you look up to hasn't had those same fears and doubts and insecurities, probably still has them actively today. They just have built up a tolerance to know how to keep moving through them and use it to their advantage. So when I did the first scary thing, it, it literally did set me free and I, I didn't die. 
you can see I'm alive and well today. I am not a ghost. And, you know, it showed me that like, wow, look at what happened when I, when I actually did the scary thing. I wonder what I could do next. I almost got, I, I'm almost kind of dangerous now because I'm like, hmm, the last time I got really uncomfortable, something good came of it. What could I do next? What keeps you inspired today? Uh, the women in our community. Yeah, yeah. Seeing, like, seeing myself in, especially the women who are at that, oh, I, I like get chills just thinking about it, at that, you know, I've got the idea or I just know that I meant for more. Now what? I, I just want to love on those women all day long and remind them because I know how it felt when I was at that point and I would look up to other people and I think, gosh, I will never be like them. No one, no one will ever see me in that light. And, and then now to, to hear women, you know, when I'll, I'll personally respond on Instagram or I'll say, Hey, let's hop on a call. And they're like, wait, what Lindsay? And I'm like, I, I am the most normal person. Like it's just interesting to see and now see how that has evolved because I remember what it felt like to be in their shoes. And if someone like a Lori Harder or a, you know, any woman that I looked up to would have like reached out and extended a hand and said, Yeah, I actually still feel scared too. And watching Lori and other women around me be really vulnerable about that is what helps give me permission to keep moving forward. So just remembering that, yeah, there's there's women who are just a few steps behind where I'm at now and continuing to encourage them to move forward is something I will never, never get tired of. Yeah, it's amazing. I think sometimes our clients and the people that we're inspiring keep us inspired. And I think there's no secret that it's just because we're on the right path and we're so aligned that it's like we start attracting kindred spirits, we start attracting people that are like-minded And so we feed off each other's energy. So, you know, you have the events and I, and I think it's amazing that you partnered with somebody that you admired, Lori Harder and Event Love. What's next for, for Lindsay? Like, what do you have coming up that you're excited about, you know, maybe towards the end of this year, 2021 that you'd like to share? Yeah. So I, here's what I will say. Uh, This year for, for most of us, myself included, does not look in June, like I thought it would in January. And with that has come some opportunities and new ideas that I never thought I I would be leaning into, but, you know, throw a global pandemic in there and it makes you rethink everything. So dot, dot, dot to be continued. Continued. So definitely. Yeah. And it's a good spot, I think, for us to to leave it because I think you've, you've given the audience so much between your backstory, why you started everything you've done, tips on how people can overcome their own limiting beliefs and self-sabotage to kind of get in the circles they need to and accomplish um, their dreams. So like, where can people find out more about you? I know you're at L. Lindsay Swartz, right? On Instagram. Yeah, I had to put an extra L. There's apparently there's a lot of us Lindsay Schwartz's on Instagram. Um, And the easier one to remember and spell is probably uh, our community account, which is powerhouse underscore women. And I'm definitely involved in both of those accounts. So Instagram is a great place to find us. Awesome. Well, hey, Lindsay, I thank you so much for coming on. Um, you're a breath of fresh air and I love what you're doing. And for those listening, whether you're a female or male and you're looking to really like take your yourself to the next level and make that pivot 
into a place where you've been wanting to, you're trying to maybe pivot out of an MLM, you're trying to pivot out of a corporate job, like listen to this podcast numerous times, reach out to Lindsay, join her powerhouse community because she's really helping women and entrepreneurs like level up so that they cannot have the shame and you know regret of not doing the things they know they were meant to do. So Lindsay, once again, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been awesome. So, you know, once again, if, if I always say this, you know, it means the world to me when you guys reach out and comment on, you know, feedback on the episodes. So if you really enjoyed this, reach out to Lindsay or myself, leave us a five-star review. Love to hear from you. And once again, I appreciate you for listening to this episode of the Adversity Advantage. I'm your host, Doug Bopes, and we will see you next time.